Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And again, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. If you are interested, we're almost there. We're getting there, about 200 subscribers away before we start doing the giveaway on Rumble. So you can go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, and you can watch today's live stream. And you can watch previous live streams because they archive all of them now, as well as other video content that are uploaded. So when you go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, please hit the subscribe button. doesn't cost anything. It is totally free. Cost me a lot of money to stream there every single month, but for you, it doesn't cost anything. And then also hit that Rumble button for me too, please. All right, I want to just lead off with uh, with some local stuff here because this is most of you know I, I've made this very clear. Critical race theory is the battle that you need to be engaged in right now. I know that there's many other battles that are out there that are important that people are, are fighting on. This is the most important one, and unfortunately. What has happened is, and I kind of posted about this too, and this is, it was meant to be something completely unrelated to this, but overall it is related. I have, I have, well, for lack of a better word, I've chastised conservatives and libertarians to a point for a number of years for basically giving up on the culture war and just saying culture isn't that important, Hollywood's not important, music's not important, video games aren't important, comic books aren't important, clothing's not important, celebrities aren't important, so... We're just going to go ahead and let the liberals be liberals. The problem is, is that they are the most influential things on your kids. Now, you oftentimes don't even come in second as a parent. Many times you are way down the list. If you're lucky, you can slide in at third. But you're usually fourth or fifth behind top influences for your kids. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there, again, something I've chastised you all about um, for, for many, many years. There's a lot of people out there who love the throwaway argument, well, you didn't parent them right. That's usually not the case. Like I said, you can be the best parent in the world, you can do the best possible job in the world, and sometimes kids are, they go astray. Sometimes they go astray on their own, sometimes they are manipulated. Uh, I've been telling you about the the story of a friend of mine in Las Vegas whose teenage daughter, who I used to see all the time when she was just a little tiny kid, her and her boyfriend murdered him. They didn't just murder him. They burned him alive and then chopped him up and left him in his garage. He was a good man and he was a good parent, but he had an ugly divorce. And I'm convinced this is my opinion now. I'm convinced that that divorce is what set his daughter on this path. Now, that doesn't mean that getting divorced is always going to cause this. It obviously doesn't. But it's just one of those things. Life happens, and you can provide the best stable environment for people, and for your kids in particular. And sometimes it's not enough. Now, when you as parents wake up in the morning and Maybe you have breakfast with your family, maybe you don't, maybe you just rush out the door, you get them off to school, they go to school, and they are instantly inundated with peers, with the public educational system for most of you, and the propaganda that comes with it. This is where critical race theory starts. It used to be that in this country, your kids were pretty normal, pretty good, the home values of your house were what dictated their philosophy until they went to college, and then when they came back from college, all of a sudden they're totally different. And that's because they're isolated away from you. Well, 
now what they are doing is they are trying to isolate parents away from their own kids. How many years have you heard me saying this? Where we have this, I know it goes way back to before I even moved here to Michiana. I know that. We have schools. Whenever they fail, it is the parents' fault. Parents aren't the ones that are responsible enough at home. Parents aren't involved in their kids' education. And for the record, sometimes that's true. But every time there's a failure in public education, it's never the teacher's fault. It's never the school's fault. It's never the the faculty's fault, the superintendent's fault, the curriculum's fault. It's always mom and dad. Always mom and dad. And now you've got teachers' unions, and we've played you the audio clips. We've posted the documents over the past several years of this. Teachers' unions at the, the national level have actively been trying to get kids away from, and I'm quoting now, the harmful influence of parents. Parents are the reason that kids believe how they believe on race. Parents are the reasons that kids believe how they believe on sex before marriage or uh, contraceptives or any other issue that is out there. And so what they have actively tried to do is create a wedge between the parents and the child. And they want the parents involved in education. I'm not talking about teachers now. I'm talking about the system. They want parents involved in their kids' education in as little examples as possible. But then if the kid fails inside the structure of isolation that has been created in public education from the Department of Education, it's not their fault. It's mom and dad's fault because mom and dad weren't involved, but they set up a system to where mom and dad wouldn't be involved. This is why we have schools right now. This is why we have schools in the United States of America vaccinating students against their parents' wishes. This is why we have schools helping students get abortions without mom and dad knowing about it. This is how we have schools giving birth control to students in many states without mom and dad knowing about it. Michigan, a couple of years ago, tried to make sure that your kid could change their gender at school without mom and dad knowing about it. Those are all wedges that are being driven between the house and school. Critical race theory is just the latest example of that wedge. It's probably the most dangerous. I know that a lot of you are talking about vaccines and masks and uh, election integrity and things. All of those are important issues. I'm telling you right now, this is the most important one. I was given a speech uh, a week ago, and very good question came out of the audience. There's so many things going on, Casey. Which one do I focus on? I told her, pick the one that you're most passionate about, the one that you're best at. Pick that one. Because I know you can't do it all. I get it. You're busy people. You're raising your family. You're going to work. I understand that. But you got to find one. My pitch to you is if you have the ability, critical race theory should be at the top of the list for you to consider as that one issue. It is that important. It is that bad. This is an institutional attempt to tell an entire race of people from a very young age, they're evil. And that all of the ills, all of the wrongs, all of the bad things in this country, some of which are real, some of which are manifested out of pure pixie dust. But it's all their fault because of the color of their skin. This nation would never tolerate that if we were targeting black children, Latino children, Asian children, or any other demographic. We would never tolerate that. 
but you are expected to swallow this pill and tolerate it when they target white children for this. And all it will do is create more anger, more hate, more racism, which I've been telling you for years, that is their goal. There isn't a lot of actual racism in the United States. So they want to manifest more of it so they can tell you, see, we told you these races were just in the closet. That's their goal. And you can't let yourself fall victim to it. And as parents, and for those of you teachers and faculty members that I know are fighting against critical race theory in Michiana, you have one group in this area that is setting an example. Loudoun County, Virginia has set the example for the entire country. But Penn Harris Madison is setting the example in Michiana, and I will tell you why. Coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Before we continue with the, the parents from Penn Harris Madison who are fighting critical race theory at Penn, which is happening, doesn't matter what Dr. Thacker is, is lying about when he sends out his emails. Here, here's the thing. I, I get this all the time. You know, I'm always out in public and people are always coming up to me and they're going, Casey, how can I be more like you? Casey, your personality is, is so amazing and people are just drawn to you. How can I get just a little glimmer of that? Well, I'll tell you how. All you have to do is go to Nutrition HQ, pick up TB16, whatever flavor you want. And here's the thing. This is an amazing product. First of all, it tastes great. It doesn't take all that much, so it's not going to fill you up when, when you drink it. And this thing has got a thermogenic fat burner in it. It has got an anti-water retention uh, agent in it, which means you don't, you don't retain water, you don't swell up, you don't bloat as much. But the best part is it has a mood enhancer. And that was my problem, and now it's not because I take TV 16 on a regular basis, and it could probably help you too. So... Win friends and influence people with TB16 over at Nutrition HQ. Mention me, you get 10% off when you sign up for the free rewards program. Nutrition HQ is located at 5804 Grape Road in Mishawaka. And again, let them know that I sent you. So we have this, this letter here from Strength in Our Schools, PHM. They're actively the group here that, I, as far as I know, they're the only local group in Michiana that's actively fighting their school district on critical race theory. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. So they sent a letter yesterday, and they sent it out to media. Uh, it has predictably not had any coverage anywhere else, so they will get it here. Dear Dr. Thacker and Board of Trustees, Strengthen Our Schools is a rapidly growing group of parents and PHM community members which seek to ensure that every child who attends PHM school is treated as an individual of inherent worth and afforded the opportunity to maximize their potential, which is the exact opposite, by the way, of what critical race theory does. Dr. Thacker has recently issued a public statement which says that PHM is not teaching CRT, which is a lie. We do not believe this is an accurate statement. We believe that it uses the term CRT in the narrow sense of the academic legal theory historically taught in graduate school, which obscures what is actually taking place in the PHM curriculum. Remember, I told you that... They were going to do this way stuff, and they've renamed the CRT elements they're teaching in public education, a whole host of different things and, and all of that stuff. And what's interesting is that while all of these school districts around the country are denying that they're teaching critical race theory, the Department of Education is admitting that they were trying to do it. Always, I find that very interesting. Nonetheless, the letter continues. Through the materials released to the public via recent FOIA requests, we have been and continue to be alarmed at some of the what, at some of the what the district has incorporated or intended to incorporate into its, quote, social 
Emotional Learning, or SEL curriculum, which have, one, associated negative characteristics with particular races, two, referred to the idea that hard work results in achievement is a myth, and three, equated incredibly mainstream political slogans such as Make America Great Again as equivalent to the KKK and neo-Nazis on a pyramid of white supremacy. And the pyramid of white supremacy, I still have to remind everybody, kudos to the Penn faculty for getting the pyramid of white supremacy tossed out. The pyramid of white supremacy, which I've gone over many times on the show already, is a core fundamental tenet of critical race theory at the collegiate level. So while Dr. Thacker wants to tell you, we're not trying to teach critical race theory in our classrooms, that was supposed to be in the classrooms Faculty fought it. Faculty got it tossed out. And that is a core fundamental principle of critical race theory. We see these events as evidence that despite the recent public statements to the contrary, PHM curriculum is being infiltrated by the tenets of a deeply divisive political philosophy under the guise of anti-racism that has come to be associated with the term critical race theory. I love the way that they put this because critical race theory is no longer just the narrow theory. It is now an umbrella term. That's what it is. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, no, 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 critical race theory is no longer an umbrella term. It is just this narrowly defined thing at the collegiate level. It has nothing to do with what we're teaching here. But when you're teaching stuff from the collegiate curriculum, which is meant to be a whole legal thing, by the way, for lawyers and stuff, when you take little pieces of that and you bring it out of the collegiate curriculum for critical race theory and you start plucking it into elementary schools and high schools in this country that's critical race theory just because you're not taking the curriculum verbatim whole cloth and then putting it in in public education that doesn't give you plausible deniability specifically we see the following practical aspects of crt in the sel curriculum one promoting the idea that a person's identity is primarily defined by the groups that they may be perceived as belonging to rather than as individuals Exactly. I mean, this is pretty basic. Dr. King taught this. It's completely rejected by leftists today, but this is what Dr. King taught. After dividing people into such groups, portraying them as uniformly oppressors or oppressed, this leads to negative stereotyping of certain groups. Exactly. Number three, smearing of anyone who objects to this stereotyping as a racist themselves, which is an age-old strategy of the political left. And here's the thing. I want you to understand something. Critical race theory is not a left versus right issue, okay? The people pushing it are hardcore leftists, but there are an awful lot of classical liberals and Democrats who are very opposed to this. And they are your allies here, because I know most of you obviously are on the right in this audience, but they are your allies here too. We are simply talking about fringe, oftentimes Marxist, sometimes worse, people on the far, far left that are pushing this stuff. Letter continues. We believe that it is morally perverse to stereotype any group of people based on their biological traits, which is a core value of the American people. Instead, every PHM student should, in all circumstances, be treated as an individual and judged by the content of their character and actions and never by their perceived group associations. This used to be known as a very basic societal thing. You don't judge somebody by the way that they dress. You don't judge somebody by the color of their skin. You don't judge somebody by their sex, their gender, whatever. Similarly, students should not be held accountable or made to feel responsible for the actions of others with whom they may share certain biological or historic traits. 
I asked Al Sharpton this many, many years ago when he was doing his show out of my studio in Las Vegas. I asked him about reparations. He said, absolutely. Now, here's the thing. He doesn't believe in any of that crap when the microphone's not on. The moment the microphone's on, he's all about making that money and causing racial angst so people donate to him. Al Sharpton's a complete phony. But when we cracked the microphone, we were talking about reparations. He said, absolutely, we should all pay it. And of course, my question to him was, all right, my ancestors weren't here. They were fleeing the Nazis and the Bolsheviks overseas. So what do I owe you? And he said that I did owe. Simply because I was white, and as a result of being white, I had an easier go of it, which I thought was hysterical, considering his upbringing was a heck of a lot more comfortable than mine. Finally, we want to be clear that we are not afraid of exposing and studying our nation's failings. At the same time, we stand against false and dishonest attempts to reduce the complexities of history in order to portray our country as irredeemably flawed or wicked. A fair and just reading of history requires that we also teach the incredibly unique and wonderful accomplishments of our nation as well. I mean, it's well said. There's more to this letter. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I will put this in the daily show prep today. I read you about half of it, okay? This is a very well-worded letter. Letter, not a letter, a letter. Um, and they, they did a great job of formulating the arguments in very simple and concise terms that everybody understands. Because this letter is obviously, even though it's directed to Thacker and, and the Board of Trustees, this letter is to the public. And they know that. And they want to make sure that the public understands what their position is without allowing any wiggle room for Thacker or anybody else to lie about them. This is just a very well done letter. This is the type of thing that needs to happen. Now, I haven't gone into great detail about some of the stuff that I know about happening in various school districts around here, Penn included, but I know for a fact that they are previewing critical race theory stuff to faculty at Penn, at South Bend, at Elkhart, and I've heard at Concord. Actual critical race theory professors and their videos are being used to indoctrinate faculty. Because this is stage one. We've told you this before. This is stage one. We're going to introduce CRT, however we call it. We're going to introduce CRT in public education. We're going to find everybody who is willing to oppose it. We're going to try and get them out of the school. So that way we can replace them with people who are sympathetic to the cause. So... The good faculty, the good teachers, things like that get stripped away. They get replaced with activists. So this is, this is just the beginning. If you don't fight this now, you're not going to have an opportunity. Penn Harris Madison parents understand that. So does a lot of their faculty, by the way. And there's, a, there's more allies on the inside at various school districts in Michiana than you realize. Good for them. I'm going to play you some audio from a student of Penn. We spoke at the school board meeting here last week. We're going to talk about that. Might have been this week. We're going to talk about that. Play that for you. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank R&B Car Company for looking for a used vehicle. Go to rbcarcompany.com. Let them know that I sent you, by the way. So strengthen our school's PHM. They are the group of parents that are getting involved in fighting critical race theory. And they have been doing a very good job. There was a school board meeting here recently, and a bunch of people spoke. Um, a lot of great speeches, by the way. Highly encourage you to go watch it. But in particular, there was, there was one young lady who did speak. Now, I'm going to strip out some of her information because uh, even though there's a video, I, you know, I'm going to try and respect their privacy as much as possible. 
and prevent any harassment and that sort of thing. You know, anytime you, anytime you cover something like this, you get, you're dealing with crazies. That's the problem. You're dealing with crazies. Um, but she gave a very impassioned speech. Now, she is a mixed-race young lady. She's, uh, I think she's half Asian and half white. Um, and she's, she actually goes into an explanation of a real incident of racism that she experienced at the school and a teacher's response to that. Now, what is interesting about this, and she will get emotional in this, and you can understand why when you hear it, but what's interesting about this is that the reaction of the teacher is also extremely bigoted while trying to white knight against racism. Most white knights are not. I, I, have you all figured this out by now? You, you talk to most women, I think, who are in their 30s, and they will tell you that most white knights are not. <laughs> um, but this is just something that that happens. you know. And, and right now, with the, the culture war that is happening in our country, and um, especially when it comes to social justice stuff, uh, white knights most of the time are upper-middle-class white women. They're usually not men. And it's not universal, but most of the time. And they're rarely white knights. They're usually dark knights. Not, not in the Batman positive way either. I want to play you this. Um, it's it's uh, almost three minutes long, but it's her, full, it's her full time up there speaking to the school board. She is going to be a sophomore this next school year. Josh, roll it. I will be a sophomore next year at Penn. Although people have tried to assure you that the SEL curriculum is only teaching positive ideas of inclusiveness, I have experienced firsthand how presenting quotes and ideas from critical race theorists like Robin D'Angelo and Ibram Kendi can damage students in our school. In one of my classes this year, we were speaking of racism. I shared a story of one in the one instance of racism that had happened to me in the entire year. In that instance, I had allowed the larger and older male student who was alone with me to walk away after saying something clearly racist. To this teacher, I was now a part of the problem. I was the one to blame because I had not been anti-racist. Kendi's belief so clearly stuck out to me as my teacher decided it was right to yell at me until I broke down in tears in front of all of my peers. I had not confronted the situation head on. I had not been explicitly anti-racist. And so by default, I was the racist. He openly stated that it was my fault that this person was and would continue to be racist and that I was the problem. By supporting ideas such as racist or anti-racist, you motivated this teacher to speak that way. This teacher apologized for his actions by stating he would never understand how I felt due to my race and sex because, quote, society will always treat you like you are way down here. As he... <laughs> As... He placed his hands two feet off the ground. Excuse me, I am an Asian American, the highest socioeconomic class in the United States, and I have many friends and family, and I have many friends of many races and a loving family that is also multiracial, and I rarely experience racism. My life is not harder because of my race or sex. Other quotes from CRT theorists such as Kindy directly impact minority children in awful ways. They are very decisive and generalize a whole race of people to create a negative image of them. For a child who is adopted, these quotes can easily lead to them feeling like they are unloved by their parents, which destroys the child's perception of their closest support system, <laughs> hurting their mental and emotional health. For mixed-race, half-white children like me, a whole other level of complexity is added. 
they're they could be feeling like their parent is thinking down on them their siblings and their other parent i could never imagine feeling like my dad doesn't love me because of my mother's race and i know that it would absolutely destroy me if i thought that although i'm aware that the kindy and d'angelo quotes were paraphrased in the sel lessons and not directly quoted the fact that they were even considered shows me that the sel team is ideologically driven or uninformed Either way, it shows an acute lack of caring for the mental and emotional health of Penn students. Presenting these ideas in a high school does more damage than good. I truly believe that kids should be taught to love each other regardless of race, but I've demonstrated to you that the way that in which the SEL team has gone about it is ineffective and dangerous. Thank you. So what you just you just witnessed was a young high school lady schooling a bunch of supposed adults on how not to be a bigot. That shouldn't happen. Shouldn't have to happen, I should say. That teacher who did that to her should be fired and removed from the classroom and never allowed around children again. And I know that some of you might think that that's strong, but the visceral reaction of the teacher was to attack the student who was a victim. If anybody has a visceral reaction that way, they shouldn't be allowed in the classroom. There isn't a moral argument for that teacher to remain around kids. There isn't a moral argument for the teacher who did that to her to continue to teach in a educational setting at any level. There just isn't one. And then after the apology, they continued to do things that were bigoted after that. And I know some of you are recalling a lot of quotes that I've given you in the past about this stuff. I know that some of you, back of your head, those marbles are, are rolling around and you're like, oh, Casey has said this before. I don't need to say it again. Not today. You know exactly what I'm referring to. She brought up Kendi. And I know that most of you don't know who Kendi is. But she also brought up how the SEL curriculum paraphrased Kendi instead of directly quoting him. And that's one of the ways that they kind of get around the whole, we're not teaching critical race theory. We're not teaching Kendi. What are you talking about? This quote is totally different than what Kendi actually said. It's really just a paraphrase of what Kendi wrote. But here's the thing. There is an active campaign in the news media right now to lie about what Kendi writes. I'm going to explain that to you coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Now, let's see. He tweeted out some really vile stuff after the, uh, the massage parlor shootings. And it's just, you know, this is just who he is. He's, a, he's another Al Sharpton. He's another Jesse Jackson. That's it. But the quotes... And the book that he has written, which is being used for critical race theory in the, the public educational system, a lot of people have never read it. And a lot of people don't know who Kendi is. A lot of people who support Kendi don't know anything about him, and they don't know what he actually wrote. Perfect example here. This is an article from last month. Okay, This is almost a month old. MSNBC host accuses Josh Hawley of misquoting Ibram X. Kendi except it was a real quote. 
They're doing everything they can to make you believe, because they know that people are now lazy. They know that the average person will only read the headline. If they read any part of the article at all, they'll read up to the first three paragraphs. I've been over these studies with you many, many times. They will not read beyond that. So they know if they manipulate you with the headline, they manipulate you with those first three paragraphs, that's it. That's all they need to do. But of course, they self-exonerate themselves at paragraph 7, 8, and 9 when they actually tell the truth, but you didn't get that far. So they're relying on people's laziness here. So MSNBC and CNN and all of these others go out there and they, they basically say, oh, conservatives are lying about this. And there's a large swath of the population who will go, those darn conservatives, because tribalism, confirmation bias, laziness. So when you end up having Joy Reid, who, let's be honest, is probably the dumbest person on television. Maybe Joy Behar gives her a run for her money. That's a battle. You imagine an intellectual display between those two in a competitive setting? <laughs> this is the article. Eager to deny accurate claims that Kendi endorsed racial discrimination, MSNBC's Joy Reid falsely told her viewers that a Republican U.S. senator who cited Kendi word for word was, quote, misquoting Kendi's book. She also denied that Kendi's controversial writings have anything to do with critical race theory and implied that conservatives want black farmers removed from all arable farmland in the United States. Again, she's a blithering idiot. And despite claiming to school conservative think tank scholar Christopher Rufo about CRT, Reed blundered the name of one of the best-selling books Rufo cited in their discussion. Rufo kicked the crap out of her, by the way. So Reed interviewed Kendi, and... and <laughs> And she claimed the Senator Josh Hawley, he's a Republican from Missouri, lied about his quote. See, the thing about it is, the quote is on page 19 of his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And Hawley quoted page 19 of that book verbatim. Ibram Kendi wrote this, The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. You need to learn this quote. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. Kendi is being used by public education to push CRT under all of its names and various forms to your kids. And he is right there telling you, because we've had racism in the past, we need to discriminate against those who used to do the discriminating. That's the only remedy for it. We have to do it now and we have to do it in the future. So when you get involved in your critical race theory discussions with school board members or your friends or your neighbors, you read that quote and you see if they endorse the idea of discriminating against people now and in the future to remedy past discrimination. You see if they endorse that. And if they don't, remind them that that's what's driving critical race theory in public education today. More coming up, 95.3 MNC.